Welcome to Behind the Line, where we pull back the curtain on the challenges facing first responders and frontline workers. The work you do is unique, and so are the stresses that go with it. Join me as we tackle key issues to reduce risks for burnout, and as we work to support you in doing the job you love without sacrificing being the kind of person you want to be. Hey there, and welcome back to Behind the Line. I'm your host, Lindsay Foss. If you're new to Behind the Line, what you should know about me is that I'm a clinical counselor specializing in trauma therapy. And after over a decade working with first responders and frontline workers around issues like burnout, compassion fatigue, PTSD, and related OSIs, I've become a passionate wellness advocate and educator for those who sacrifice so much for our communities out on the front lines. Behind the Line is a place for us to talk about the real-life, behind-the-scenes challenges facing you on the front lines. I created this podcast with the hope of bringing easy access to skills for wellness, allowing you to find greater sustainability both on the job and off. Friends, we have been talking about alignment for the last few weeks the way we intentionally align ourselves with the kind of people we want to be. We've been talking about how to be the authors of our own stories, rather than bystanders while life writes our story for us. We've talked about how to be a scientist and use curiosity, experimentation, and learning to craft alignment and tweak it to serve us and our goals for our own lives. Today, we're wrapping up our series on reclaiming self and focusing on the one other key piece in creating a life we feel the authors of. If you think about authors, and scientists for that matter, they have a couple of things that we need to have too. An author has a team, an editor, a publisher, a guild, people to bounce ideas off of and workshop things with. They consult to ensure that their story is grounded and believable. They have others read their work to get feedback. They are not an island. While some writers can be reclusive, in the midst of it, they are checked by others who support their vision and share their goals to ensure that the end product is a reflection of what they intended it to be. A scientist has a team too, an ethics board who approves experiments, an academic body who guides the process, a funding organization, research assistants, academic mentors. Again, checkpoints. People who are invested in the project, who want to see it do well and support keeping it on track. People who ask hard questions when things seem to be going off the rails or aren't aligning with the plan. They are people to be accountable to, to keep the project honest and in integrity, uh, most of the time anyway. So the part one takeaway is that we need a team. We need people in our corner who get our plan and intentions and support us in making them come alive. We need people we can be honest and vulnerable with, who are willing to walk with us and check us and hold us accountable to who we say we're going to be. The other thing that authors have is a plan. Before they put pen to paper or keyboard to blank word document, 
They create a plan, an outline. They identify the key characters, who they are and what their deal is. They outline the basic plot points and some of the anticipated twists and turns. They imagine and envision some of the substantial details and note them. Outlining all of these pieces helps a complex work of fiction to be broken down, and it acts as something for the author to anchor to. So when things get a bit off course, they can come back to the outline and rehash things. It acts as a tether to keep them honest to the vision for the project. Similarly, a scientist has to have a plan before they can start running experiments. They have to have a breakdown of what they're curious about, what they think will happen, and how they plan to go about finding out the answer. They have to have a rationale for why they're doing what they're doing and convey how their action steps will serve to advance what we know about a subject. In both cases, these plans are what authors and scientists share with those in their circle. They disseminate the plan to the people in their respective spheres of influence, and by knowing the plan, the people in their lives can better support the integrity of the work. They can see when things are going off the tracks and are equipped to call it out and name problems before they become so catastrophic that they undermine the quality of the end product or lose a ton of time, money, and energy for those invested in it. So today I want you to think about who your people are. Who are the people who you can be honest and vulnerable with? Who can you communicate your plan to? Who can help you stay accountable in crafting the person you choose to be? And connected to these questions, I also want you to think about your plan. What would it look like to be the person you want to be? What would that person look like? How would they feel? What kinds of things would they do? What would be notable about them? And what needs to happen to move you from where you are right now in the direction of that vision of yourself. I am so thankful to have a few amazing people who are in this role in my life. I actually just had the chance to have lunch with one of them recently. And what I love about this person is we can dive into the big and hard stuff without a lot of time spent on catch up. She knows where I'm at and what I'm struggling with, and there is no mincing words. I shared at our lunch about my plans to spend time sitting with the word alignment while I go on a work retreat, where I run away from home for four days by myself to spend time by a lake where I reflect, make plans, solve problems, and get a ton of work done that otherwise falls to the never-ending back burner. I shared that I've been working at this and thinking about it a lot lately, and that I'm looking forward to some dedicated time to sit with questions around where I am at in some various projects and commitments I have at work to get clear on why and how these aren't fitting me quite right, and then problem solving some options so I don't continue to carry them like an albatross around my neck. What I love about this person is that she doesn't just listen and let it lie, She asks some really good questions and keeps me honest, and I know that there will be follow-up. She asked me what I imagine being more in alignment might look like. What would I get back from it? 
how would I know I attained it? It was helpful to be reminded to ponder these pieces. And truly, the answers are things like restoring energy for things I am more aligned to. I would know I attained it when I no longer feel a sense of dread, hopelessness, or failure when I interact with these specific projects. I imagine it looks like feeling strong and capable rather than flopping and floundering. I shared some initial thoughts on how I imagine I might get from where I am to my vision of alignment and some specific steps I've taken to investigate these further to assess which will be the best course of action for me. She called me out on a couple of them and shared her own feedback about where she thinks I'm overthinking things or doing too much to make life too easy for others. I so value having someone tell me that what is totally reasonable in my head is perhaps not as reasonable as I think it is, especially when it could save me time and energy I never needed to spend in the first place. We brainstormed through what a middle ground might look like, and I get to take these ideas into my retreat time to help flesh out my own decision-making process. The support piece is really important. It's helpful to get feedback from others who see us and can tell us what they see. Because we can get so caught up in things that it can be hard to see the forest for the trees. We get too close to our own process and can get lost in it. We get so close it becomes blurry and difficult to navigate. Having people who are outside of our own heads but get what we're going for can be a really meaningful piece in stepping back and getting some perspective. Hey guys, I want to tell you about some exciting news. I am in the process of revamping the Beating the Breaking Point Resilience Training Program. We are adding some amazing bonuses to the course, and I'm really looking forward to releasing the new and improved version of the program in the new year. Now, I know the new year is still a ways away, so why am I telling you about this now? Well, because we are going to run one last promo for the course, and I want you to have the chance to get in on this. From October 18th to 27th, you can get the current Beating the Breaking Point Resilience Training Program and Survival Guide for $100 off the regular price. When you register, you will get instant access to the current program, and those who register during this promotion, as well as all of our previous students, will get first access to the new version as soon as it releases, including a ton of sweet bonus tools and access to community and support. Because of the value we're adding to this program, we won't be offering any future reduced rate promotions. So this is it. If you have thought about jumping in, I hope you will choose this time to invest in you. Links for more information and the link to register will be in the show notes. Now, back to the episode. We do have to be careful, though, about who we entrust this to. We need to be aware of people's skill sets and be able to identify those who can serve in this role well and meaningfully versus those whose perspective will take us off track even further. 
An author doesn't let just anyone read their work. They want someone who knows their shit. Someone who's edited or published a few bestsellers and knows what will hit and what won't. A scientist entrusts people who are credentialed and have shown themselves to be capable and trustworthy. We have to be discerning about who we give our very personal and vulnerable plans to. They need to be people who have shown up pretty consistently. They need to be people who seem to walk the talk, who we see as living vulnerably and with openness. And they need to be people with whom we share some reciprocity, where we feel like we're in it together. We also need to be conscientious of giving the people we entrust clear permissions. The people in your life are not mind readers, and they only know as much as you share with them. You need to be sure to be clear and communicative about your goals to work at alignment, as well as your plan to get there. On top of that, you need to let people know that what you are needing from them is accountability and partnership in the process of moving from here to there. People are often trained to be conscientious and sensitive to other people's feelings, which is great in theory, but it means that they won't say things that feel that they might hurt you or call you into question in order to protect your fee-fees. In order to create a community of support people who are willing to be real with you, you need to set the tone and clarify not just permission, but invitation to be honest and get curious alongside you. It needs to be a value that is welcomed by you and embraced by those you entrust with this role. Having a community of supporters can be really meaningful in that you get multiple perspectives of you and the work you're doing toward aligning. It also means that when one of your people is thick in their own shit and can't be as present for yours for a period of time, you have others you can rely on. We need to be careful to not put all of our eggs in one basket, but to spread the love a little. I like that I have a couple of work people who I can share with and rely on, as well as a couple of really close personal friends who get my work but are outside of it. I love that I have a couple of childhood friends who I don't talk to super often, but when we do connect, we feel deeply seen, heard, known, and valued. I'm also really lucky to have a partner who can be part of my support too. I recognize that I am crazy lucky to have all of these people, as many struggle to find even just one or two connections they can trust and be real with. While I fully admit that life doesn't act fairly to all of us, and some people do just get things a little easier or differently, I will also say that I have had to work to build and maintain these relationships to ensure that they continue to serve me well, and I them. I have had to name what I've needed, even when it's been awkward or uncomfortable. I've had to identify when something has hurt me or interrupted my ability to entrust with vulnerable things. I've had to be conscientious of noticing what works for me with each of these people, where their individual skill sets lie, and look at ways to coordinate what I bring to the person who best holds it. I've had to be mindful that others are going through their own stuff too, and to contain my stuff when it's my turn to serve them in their time of need. 
I've had to learn to take up space and how to contain taking up too much space. I've had to be open to hard feedback about when I've overstepped or understepped or failed to step. I've had to work at being in alignment with the kind of friend and support person I want to be. And these people have guided that process too. There's reciprocity and synergy in it, but only if we are all prepared to be real and do the work. I don't think my people are unicorns. I don't think that they're mythical creatures I have somehow happened to magically find. I think that there are a lot of amazing people out there. And when we come honestly, openly, and curiously to others, I think we can be surprised that many of them want to meet us there because they are craving realness too. In our time of social media fake lives, we are all looking for honesty. We are all desperately craving real. It won't always be pretty or easy, but it has more worth than I can put into words. My encouragement to you is to take some time to step back and consider your plan. Look at your outline. What is the story you want to tell about yourself? How would you like your story to be remembered? What do you hope you would be known for? And how do you take steps toward being more in alignment with that kind of person? Then take some time to get curious about who you might need to help you get there. What kinds of accountability would you need? Who do you know who has skills that would be helpful towards your efforts? What would you need to communicate to them for them to support you well? And what permissions might they need to be effective? I will list all of these questions in the show notes. So if you're driving or out for a jog while listening to this, you can circle back and walk through this process when you have some time to sit with it. Sir Isaac Newton said, if I have seen further, it is by standing on the shoulders of giants. He was referencing that his ideas did not emerge from a vacuum. He was not in isolation pondering the way of the world. He piggybacked on others. His ideas were shaped by those who came before. He was influenced by those around him. He could do more, think differently, consider exponentially greater because he was within a community of thinkers. He had blueprints for shaping a plan written by many who had come before and drafted it. He was able to go further alongside others who informed and challenged him. We are no different. We are the scientists and authors of our own lives, but we need to allow ourselves to be shaped and informed. We need to have our own giants who help to hold us up and move us even further ahead. While I would never presume myself into the role of giant, I do want to invite you to consider including me in my work as you write your story. By considering registering for the Beating the Breaking Point Resilience Training Program. Those who register now will get instant access to the core course, along with access to brand new bonuses we have planned to release in the new year. Among the awesome bonuses we're working on, those who register now will get access to monthly group Q&A integration calls with me, where we ensure that what you're learning goes beyond head knowledge and really gets applied to your life. 
We will also be opening up a private community to connect and support, along with some other bonus tools to support your mental health and general wellness within frontline work. Did you hear it? Support? Community? Maybe a great place to start. The course includes seven video lessons that walk you through a step-by-step guide to resilience. And the Companion Survival Guide helps you personalize the skills so you walk away with a deep understanding of what serves you as you serve others and a clear action plan that is tailored to you. This course is always available, but now until October 27th, you can register for $100 off and you can find the link in the show notes. This will be the last time we run this program with a reduced rate. So if you've been thinking about it and holding off, this is the time to choose to invest in you. I really hope you will let me join you on your journey. As we wrap up today, I want to remind you to please reach out and connect if you have any questions or feedback. You know I love hearing from you and shaping this podcast to echo your needs and interests. I love hearing about what you're working on and how you're using what we talk about on the show. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Lindsay A. Foss, where you can follow me or tag me, or you can email me at support at thrive-life.ca. To those who love this podcast and share about it with those you know, I want to say a huge thank you. I so value you helping us to make a difference for other frontline helpers who risk so much to serve our communities. Know that we can be found online on our website, on most major podcast platforms, as well as on YouTube. We make all of our resources available to you because the work you do matters. But more than that, you matter. And we want to make sure that you have what you need to keep up the good work at work, as well as in your very real and meaningful life outside of the work. So use it and share it. And until next time, stay safe.